Buenos dias, mi gente. Welcome to the Café con Luis podcast. I am yet to find an intro, but I thought I'd go with the one that I've been using in my stories for years and the way that my dad likes to introduce his stories when he goes for his morning walk. So big up yourself, Jose. And for now, we're going to stick with that. I can't think of anything else. Don't know if I said it already. Welcome to the Café con Luis podcast. Um, I was looking for music to start off with, but the website, I need to do a little bit of delving into that. I tried to do this literally as the, I was about to press record on the podcast and I need a little bit more time because everything that was coming up was some of those like corporate upbeat, as if I was about to sell you PPI or life insurance and put on some really knobby American voice. So we're still working on that one. I had a couple of people say maybe use like start with a fun fact or start with a quote, but I can imagine that might get a bit repetitive. I'm not sure. If you've got any ideas, then I would, I'm all ears. I would love to hear what you have to say. So as per the title, these are the things that I would not do going into 2023 if you want to successfully lose weight. And massive importance here on the first couple of months in January, because that seems to be the time where people are most motivated and they've got this really can-do attitude and want to achieve their goals and they usually siphons off. And I believe the reason why you siphon off and just give up and end up coming back next year to try and do the same things again is because of some of these points that I'm going to be talking about in this post. I've got some notes here. I've got about uh, three, six, nine different things, which no doubt I will go into caveats and bloody just chat a load of shit about stuff but bear with me because all of these things will make a massive massive difference and I can guarantee that there is something on this list that you are either currently doing or have done in the past or are susceptible to falling into at some point in the year so without further ado let's get straight into it so number one this is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek the first thing I wouldn't do is go to any spinning classes because they're absolutely shit (laughs) I had to put that in there I had to put that in there I've I've, I've still not got my love for spin. It's it's more so the idea of it. I'm not here to show anyone. You you do you, but it's more so the idea of spin is the best thing in the world and it's going to help you lose all this weight and be really successful in your diet when really I think a lot of people do it because they feel like they have to. And I think as well, the thing that makes it so appealing is how out of breath and sweaty you get, which people put two and two together and they think, "Mm, I'm sweating loads and I'm really out of breath. That means I must have burnt so many more calories than when I'm doing this gym session, which is, yeah, it's a little bit difficult, but I'm not getting nowhere near as much of a sweat on. And they put the direct correlation of more sweat equals more fat burnt. You probably heard the thing of sweat is fat crying from your body and some bollocks like that. I don't know what it is, but They're not the be-all end-all. I mean, if you enjoy them, more power to you, but don't think they're going to completely change your life. That one there was more of a joke one just to to get things warmed up. But the second thing that I've got, which is actually like, we're we're talking serious now. We're talking serious. I think I've got one that, no, I've got one more jokey one, I think, but you can wait and see which one that is. The second one is drastically changing your diet by eliminating things. So it's very fitting for the month that we're in, dry jan. January, all this bollocks that people come up with. Not going to eat bread, not going to have this. The dry jam one I kind of get. Um, it's nice to have a bit of abstinence, I think the word is, from alcohol. I mean, I can't relate to that one because I don't really drink that often because um, I'm a 
boring cunt probably. Um, but the idea of cutting out chocolate, cutting out bread, cutting out whatever it is, um, usually goes the wrong way for people because the way that I see fitness and the way that I see you going about your journey is trying to find a way that you can sustain for the rest of your life and trying to do it in a way that what you're currently doing right now just needs a slightly bit of tweaks um, so that you can have it. And that means that nothing's off the table. You can have a glass of wine, you can go out on a Saturday and get drunk every now and then. Um, You can have takeaways, you can have chocolate and it's not gonna hinder your progress. And that is the way that I think you should go straight away with your diet and not think right i'm going to take all these things away because if you love chocolate if you love a glass of wine if you love cake then that's going to eat away at you and there's very few people that can just give up something because it's the beginning of the year and then be like right that's it i'm never going to have that again i mean i loved it but i've told myself i'm not going to do it now so i'm not going to have it It, it's not going to happen it will very much be a case of becoming i think someone used the word uh, fat demon the other day in one of my clients and it kind of is the same like at first you might be able to be like cold turkey and it's like yep it's cool i don't need it it's fine a couple of days go past yeah i thought about it a couple of times but no really determined it's fine i'm not going to do it then you get to about a week two weeks three weeks and this thing just builds up and builds up and builds up which eventually it only takes a little thing you're in the office you're at work someone offers you a bit of cake they've offered you it now about 10 times and you keep getting the comments of oh stop being boring and then eventually you just go off and you absolutely go off on one. You don't just have that one bit of cake and feel satisfied. You feel like you've missed out so much in the last three weeks that you need to make up for it, which then becomes the first domino in a thing of, oh, well, I've fucked it up now. I've got, I've not just fucked it up completely. I've had all the cake. I've had a takeaway at lunch. I've done this. I've done that. You end up just going on a fucking rampage and it just then makes you feel like, oh, well, you know what? There's just no point. And then you end up just stopping and giving up and, and, having that negative self-talk and that narrative of yourself which again is not a good thing which could have been eliminated by the fact of just reducing maybe your intake if you're someone that has six slices of bread a day let's just move down to two maybe three whatever it is or if you're someone that eats a whole share bar of uh, Cadbury's maybe try and find something a little bit less maybe start off with just a bar of Cadbury's like the single bar and then maybe move down to the 99 calorie option things that we have nowadays and you're still having that thing, you're still sedating that craving, which again is gonna make the process a lot more enjoyable throughout the rest of your life. And that's not to say that you can never have like a bigger bit of a blowout, but majority of the time you wanna obviously have this under control because if it's the thing that's stopping you from achieving your results, then we need to find a way that you can manage this. So by just reducing the amount that you have is gonna not, put you in that position where you're hating your diet and you're hating the, the process that you're going on because nothing's really changed you're still having that thing so don't drastically change your diet just try and reduce number three is trying to achieve a year's worth of goals in a month if you can't tell here i've got a little bit of a list and what do i mean by that well in january in the first couple of weeks or just in general when you start when you've made the decision that you're going to achieve these goals lose the weight which typically is a result of a number of years of bad habits like you didn't just wake up one day after a couple of weeks of bad eating and get to the stage that where you are now depending on the person obviously i don't know i don't know you personally so with that in mind you cannot expect to get rid of all of those bad habits and the result of those bad habits within a month and you see people attending about 15 classes a week putting so much pressure on themselves creating a massive deficit that's it i'm cutting to 1200 calories i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna do this and it makes the process a living hell 
because again, it's not normal life. If you have that really low calorie target, you haven't got room for error, you haven't got room for those little treats, you haven't got room to be able to to go out on the weekends. And furthermore, if you, it's like going from one end of the spectrum to another. It's like eating 4,000 calories a day and then suddenly going, well, you're gonna have a 1,000. It's gonna be a bit of a shock. You're gonna be hungry, you're gonna be a shitty person to be around, everything around you is gonna take a knock on a knock-on effect because of it and then you're just going to get to the end of it and be like dieting is not for me I can't do this and it clearly impacts the other areas of my life so I'm not going to do it when in actual fact you were just going way too hard you were trying to do things way too quickly and putting a shit ton of pressure on yourself which again is the result of being impatient and not seeing out the process don't go in with the mindset of I need to achieve these goals by three months and that's it and I'm done Go in with the idea of this journey is the first step to the rest of my life. Now, I know that sounds a little bit wanky and fucking life coachy, but it's the way that you should look at it because then it becomes a journey of continuous self-improvement and not a journey that has an end date and that you have to achieve to something by a certain time. And if you don't achieve that, then you're a failure because that puts, again, unnecessary pressure. See it as a way of, right, this is just what I'm going to try and do now and try and achieve and try and sustain there or thereabouts for the rest of my life. A good thing that I've said once or I've heard, I'm not too sure, is that you should always be like not too far away from incredible shape or good or, or the best shape of your life. So if it gets to a point where you've had a couple of months where you're taking it easy and you put on a little bit where it's cool, you're not that far away if you were to put your head down for a couple of months that you could get back to winning ways, whatever that looks like to you. So that is what you want to achieve for. So have in your mind that this isn't like a, a timed thing. This is something that you want to try and overcome and, so, and something you want to find a sustainable method so that you can do it for the rest of your life. So don't put too much pressure on yourself and trust the process. Number four, dieting in a way that you wouldn't see yourself doing for the rest of the, the rest of your life. So that feeds into the second point that I made of drastically changing your diet. If you cannot see yourself giving up chocolate for the rest of your life, do not do it on day one. If you cannot see yourself not having alcohol whilst having the body of your dreams, then don't do it by day one. Find a way of managing that. However that looks like to you, whatever your vice is, um, basically just don't do the things that you couldn't see yourself doing for the rest of your life. This is where like stupid drastic measures when it comes to dieting and training and lifestyle are not good because it is not normal life. And this is the theme of this podcast and the theme of how you should look at your fitness journey is you're trying to implement something that you can do for the rest of your life not something that you do for part-time obviously the principles of it a little bit they, there is a time because you, you might turn and be like well well you do diet sometimes and you wouldn't do that for the rest of your life no but it, the principle of how i achieve that is kind of there about the same i don't go through crazy dieting phases i make sure i give myself a realistic time yes i might add a little bit of cardio which i wouldn't do usually but i don't go to the point where i'm gonna absolutely go crazy and having to do that but the principles are the same. I'm still going for whole foods. I'm still trying to eat in a roundabout way. Still trying to make sure that I'm getting my fruits and veggies. I'm still, even up until the very last bit of that diet phase, including social events and including chocolates and having allowing myself to have those drinks. I'm not taking away anything drastic. So that is the difference. So make sure that if you're looking at something and you have an idea in mind or the next time you're looking at some bullshit plan that's like 20 pound and they're promising you all this fucking weight loss. If they're telling you to do things that you couldn't do for the rest of your life, don't do it from day one. Simple as that. Uh, number five, cardio. Fuck it off. Literally fuck it off. I very rarely use cardio. Again, I use it at times when it gets to the point where I have to expend 
a lot more calories to get the results that I want. That's usually at the back end of a diet. But for the majority of my listeners, and I know the people that are going to be listening to this, you do not need cardio unless you enjoy it. Like, but what I'm getting at here is the couch to 5Ks and sitting on the stairmaster for a fucking hour. And this may be a result of um, a past PT telling you you've got to do this cardio because there's some knobby bodybuilder and they think the cardio is a bit or end all. Or you have seen the notion of the couch to 5K where everyone's getting on it. And the reason why I don't like that is because Couch to 5K usually gets people that are not built for running or are not at the stage of their life where running is going to be a favorable area to be in because it's going to be a lot of pressure if you've got a lot of weight carrying around it's a lot of impact like even I don't like running and I wouldn't say I've got a lot of weights carrying I'm relatively fit but I fucking hate running it kills my knees it kills my joints and I see no benefit from it it's something that I would love to be able to do but I don't see it as like I have to do cardio in order to lose the weight and be successful I enjoy cardio in a sense of maybe like mixing it up like the crossfit kind of vibe that I go for but you will never ever see me on a stairmaster for 45 minutes just walking up and down walking up the stairs to try and achieve something so don't feel like that's for, for you guys is a little bit different your situation is to the ways that I would have to implement cardio but for you guys listening do not go into the gym like right I'm going to go and do so much cardio I'm going to do everything I need to do I'm going to do all the classes and I'm going to do cardio I'm going to do the running I'm going to do the stairmaster I'm going to do whatever whatever shit you've seen on or been told to do you don't need to trust me stick to the basics stick to your training um, have I put that in, into this one? No, so in terms of your training, obviously go do weight training. It's gonna be a much more beneficial, much more enjoyable, um, much more um, fulfilling way of going about your your goals. And then focus on your lifestyle, the amount, of, the amount you move, the amount you sleep, the amount of water you drink, and obviously your nutrition in terms of protein, veg, nice and simple. Number six, not having a plan, routine, or some form of accountability. Now, Every now and then I go through my Instagram and I have like these memories that you might see me posting up my stories. Um, but there's a function on Instagram where you can see old stories from this day last year. And typically I'll have some that cycle through and I'll see things like question boxes that would have prop- propped up in the past. And it's um, it's amazing how many people you see that like said that they would do a certain thing or gave themselves a certain goal and the people obviously looking back now it's maybe been two or three years are still in the same position where they where they were in the beginning and usually that comes from not having a plan and not having a routine and not having some form of like accountability going into the gym blind is probably the worst thing that you could do for your goals and I know that for myself the back end of last year for the last four months of 2022 I got myself a personal trainer I got someone to do all my training and it has it's an expense that is not even really an expense to me anymore. It's a necessity. It becomes like a bill. I need something like that. And you could argue, well, you're a PT, you know what you're doing. But it's the fact of having someone else like plan things out for you and keeping it interesting and having someone to be accountable to. At the time of recording this, I'm feeling I'm going to go. So I do have business coaches as well to help me in my business uh, in a group setting, but I'm going to move more to one-to-one because of the impact that having the coach for my training has had on my training and has had on my well-being and my physique and my strength and everything the same thing will apply in the business side of things when you have someone to to answer to to bounce ideas from to play devil's advocate on to call you out on your bullshit it's a great way to just progress forward and make sure you're going in the right direction and it makes you feel good as well it like we all like to be heard we all like to be listened to and making sure that we're doing the right thing and 
I know full well that when you tell people in your family, they may not understand why you're doing this or why this means so much to you and be able to give you the answers that you want and and have a good conversation about these things. So by having accountability, whether that's a PT friend, I'm not even saying like to go get a coach. Obviously the coach is the gold standard, but you might have friends that are really into their fitness and they know a little bit about it and they could be your form of accountability. You might have family that can hold you accountable and are really good at listening and and they kind of know that sort of area and whatever it is. But having some sort of accountability is great and then the plan, just knowing what it is that you need to do and consistently progressing, progressive overload is the key to everything. Making sure that you're getting better because if you're not getting better, you're staying where you are or you're going backwards. Typically, you're going backwards. Number seven, doing things that you hate. Again, spinning classes, fucking hate them. Don't want to do them. I'm sick of them, but we move. Um, Cardio, you may hate it. You may hate running. Cutting out carbs, you may hate doing that. You may hate, you love carbs, but you hate the fact that you've got to cut them out because you feel like you have to. Don't do it. Like I said, if you can't see yourself doing something for the rest of your life, then don't don't feel like you need to. You might hate weight training. That's probably the one thing that I would say you might need to do. It's very beneficial. You may just hate the way that you perceive it and the way you've gone about it. I've, I've, I've had very few people or I've spoken to very few people and I've worked with very few people that we haven't found some sort of way that we can incorporate a bit of weight training um, and found a way that it can be enjoyable for them. Again, that links back to the last point of having the coach and having someone that can tailor make a plan for you, like not you for the plan, the plan for you to make sure that you're enjoying it and changing what it is that you need to. Um, But don't do things that you hate. All these stupid fad diets and fucking fitness movements and doing things because you feel like you have to or because like actually the worst one of that is you see some success for your friend your friend dave whatever whatever his fucking name is and dave done the low carb diet and lost loads of weight and he loved it and then you try it and you fucking hate it but you have you feel like you have to do it because dave done it and dave lost all this weight and obviously carbs are the enemy and this is the way that we're going to do it and if i can't get my head around this i'm never going to lose weight no Dave might just have a personal preference of not eating that many carbs and that's completely fine for him, but that may not be the thing for you. So there are, the principle is the same, whether it's keto, whether it's low carb, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Um, whether it's vegan, whatever, whatever way you, you'd like to eat and you decide to go around it, then the principle is the same. Obviously there's a calorie deficit and there are ways, there's, there's a lot more that goes into that, but the, the main thing is that. So you need to find a way that works for you. And typically, I just try and say to people, look at what it is that you're doing right now and let's have a look at what we can change and what we can tweak. Because the more you make it normal life, the more it's less of a drastic change. Like I said in point two, the more you'll stick to it, the less it will feel like a diet and the more successful you will be. So make 2023 the things that you enjoy to do. Seek out more things that you enjoy to do. And if you hate something, don't feel like you have to. Apart from weightlifting. (laughs) I didn't really think that one through. But... If you hate weightlifting, then message me, send me a DM, and I'll personally for free try and help you and find a way as as to how we can meet with the middle ground of how you can enjoy it because I feel like everyone should will enjoy weight training once they do it in the right way. I think once they know what they're doing, um, it's great for everyone. Number eight, I think that was. Yeah, number eight. Avoid your mind. I've, I've written down avoid your mindset. Oh, so don't avoid your mindset. 
Okay, this is where we're going. So don't avoid your mindset. So what I mean by that mindset is like, what, what the fuck is mindset? So mindset is the way that we view things and the way that you see things, whether that's the way that you see fitness, whether that's the way you see nutrition, whether the way that's to see, I don't even know what I'm saying there, the way that you see yourself, your self-worth, your can-do actually, whatever it is, you need to really fine-tune and get to know yourself which sounds fucking ridiculous because you're like, Lewis, I know myself. I know myself more than anyone. You probably don't. Like, you'd be surprised at how little you may know. And I think this is the year that you really hone in on that. See what makes you tick. See how you react to things. And then find out why. Like, what? why is it you react to these things? Are you being a little bit over the top? Are you um, being a little bit too harsh on yourself? Is there another way you could look at it? Is it a case of reframing? This is why I'm so big into reading podcasts and listening to other people talk and listening to the way that they think, because we all go through the same problems in a roundabout way, but the way that we deal with the problem is massively, massively different. And it's quite refreshing to either see that the way you're thinking about something is right or seeing the way that you're thinking about something is potentially a little bit wrong. And this person has presented to you a way that you could see it differently. So I probably should have put that on on a like a higher I don't think this is this is not in a case of of numbered but if I was to put it in a numbered scale that would be quite high on the list. I think probably maybe even number 1. But maybe not number 1 because it's not something that happens overnight it's something that happens it's something that takes work and it takes patience and it takes consistency and it there's there's a lot that goes into it. So maybe like the other things are a little bit easier but Working on your mindset and working on the way that you view things so you can set yourself up for success is definitely a priority this year. And if you feel like your mindset, which I know a lot of you listening to this, is the the downfall of why you haven't lost weight and why you're not happy with either the way you look or happy with the way that you do things, then this is the thing you need to work on. And then number nine, definitely something you should stay away from is fucking Slimming World and Weight Watchers because what a load of shite. There we go. That was the jokey one at the end because I don't need to say anything more about those two things because they're a load of shit. If you ever see foods as sins or points, then there is something seriously wrong with the way that we're viewing food and the way that we're going forward in terms of health and fitness. And that is it. Those nine points are the things that I would not do going into 2023. And if you can implement all of those things and if you can work on those and refine them, you will see more success in 2023 than ever before. And not just in a case of short-term success, because that's not what I'm about. Like anyone can follow a plan and get the result. A fucking ape can do that. It's not hard. But what is hard is changing the way you see things, changing the way you go about your processes and sustainably being at a place where you're much happier with yourself and you're much happier with your lifestyle and the decisions that you're making. That is the real success to me. So whatever you do, with these points and with any podcast moving forward is implement. There is no point you spend in 23 minutes, which is coming up to, listening to me, talk a load of shite, and then go, oh, do you know what, we've got some good points there, and then go straight back into the things that you were doing. Or if I've said some of the points that you're currently doing and just completely ignoring it, because I can tell you from experience, it's not going to work. I know you probably want it to work and you're like, mm, no, I'm just going to try it out and see. I'm telling you right now, it's not. Some of the things that are on there, you do not want to like just brush over or or think, oh no, I'm different. Like this, this is going to be fine for me because it's probably not going to be. Um, and that is it. That was the first um that I've done. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to get better at not filling gaps when there are little breaks. That's one of my goals this year. It's like public speaking. 
and I guess this is a form of public speaking. It's very easy though, because I'm <laughs> not talking to anyone. So I'm just talking to you guys whilst you're on your walks or on your drives. But as always, guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, reach out to me. I'd love to connect with some of you. Any feedback on the way that I present myself or whatever it is, I mean, this is what you fucking get. And if you don't like my swearing, fuck off. <laughs> Pretty much. I've uh, I've I've come to terms with the fact that that's never going to change. And that's that's literally just a part of who I am, unfortunately. So if you're a bit of a bit of a fragile soul, then this might not be the place for you. Um, if I haven't said it already, share this podcast out to people. Let's try and grow the Cafe Economies podcast and get more people. I want this to be the avenue of free information and the avenue of where people can best themselves because making the jump of either getting a coach or or investing in yourself can be quite scary. I know that full well. I spent the last couple of years doing that. Um, so I want this to be the avenue of the free stuff and hopefully with all the information that's going to be on these episodes that we can change i don't want to say change the world bit by bit because that sounds so fucking like it's good but it just sounds so like oh cliche like i can i can feel you guys rolling your eyes now when i say that but i do want to be able to impact as many people as possible whether that's through email podcasts instagram however people like to watch these things so share it put it on your stories would be a massive help tag me at louise bournez um Make sure you're following for, for more episodes. And if there's any topics that you want me to cover, then again, get in touch, send me a DM, and we will get that sorted for you. Have a wonderful rest of whatever you are doing. And again, remember, go and implement these points because trust me, you will not regret it. Peace.